So tonight, again, just to be fully transparent, it's been a crazy, crazy night, huh, church? <laughs> it's been a crazy week. You know, if you don't know, I was out of town uh, from Thursday of last week until yesterday. Um, and so it, it, it was nice to kind of uh, go. I got to go see my buddy, Josh Rainha. I'm going to go ahead and ask. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know who Josh Rainha is. He's the best. One of the most beautiful men I've ever met in my life. I'm going to invite Caleb to go ahead and come up and Emma. Um, and I believe, I can't remember who I said at the end. Was it you, Jack? Okay, go ahead. That works. Oh, wait. No, that works. That works for now. Sorry, brother. <laughs> um, so we'll do, yeah, Caleb, Emma, and Jack. Yeah, yeah, let's welcome them. Welcome them. We have, what? Yeah, we have enough mics. We're good. No worries. So, so tonight, what, what I wanted to do was kind of actually, if you don't know, this Saturday, what we're going to do is, is we're going to go to the mall. We're going to have some training Saturday morning. And what I mean by training is we're going to teach you how to share the gospel if you don't know how to um, and what that's going to look like, especially uh, in the context of the mall, because we will be also going to the mall to test our boldness to be obedient um, in following Jesus and going and making disciples of all nations. A part of that is going and sharing the gospel. And so we're calling that uh, Go Now. Okay, we're talking about going right now. Go now. And, and if you saw our Instagram, you saw that on there. The registration's up there. We're going to take a small team. We're not going to take a lot of students. Um, and so if, if that's even something that piques your interest, register and, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll make sure that you're a part of that. Uh, but today, what I wanted to do is, uh, I think we have a slide for it. It's called uh, Asking for a Friend. I'm asking for a friend, uh, finding answers uh, to tough questions. And I, I, I firmly believe that some of the biggest fears that, that we have when we share the gospel is the questions that we're going to get. I don't know how many times people have said, Eli, like, I want to share, but I'm just scared because what if they ask me this? Like, what do I answer to that? What if my friend is this and I don't even, and I don't want to offend them and I don't want to like upset them and I don't want to, I don't know, what do I do? And so all these people here have been on mission trips, not only on mission trips, they've evangelized and shared the gospel in our community, whether it be on campus, whether it be uh, at, a, at the mall, whether it be at just some random coffee place, right? They've all had experience sharing the gospel and they've also had experience, you know, answering tough questions. And so what we want you to do is we want to give you the opportunity, the phone number will be up there on, on the screen to, to text in your questions. And I mean any question that you may have that comes to mind about sharing or about anything really, about anything really. What is a question that you have about even the gospel, a question you have about how to handle friends um, that, that are different from you or, or a question about uh, just anything in general that will pertain to hopefully uh, line up with what we're trying to talk about in terms of the gospel and what that looks like in evangelizing to them. Um, well, really, really quick before that, I do want to recap what we've been talking about. You know, Caleb did an awesome job wrapping up the, uh, the, the, the series that we were in, uh, Reclaiming Intimacy. And, you know, within that funnel that he talked about, um, there, there, there is an important thing to remember is that every person that goes through that funnel ultimately has been impacted by Jesus. Okay, every single person, the reason why we do what we do is because of Jesus and what he's done in our lives. 
And, and we firmly believe that anybody who has a true encounter with that Jesus will be saved and will want to then uh, obey and, and, and be obedient in sharing the gospel. Um, reclaiming that intimacy ultimately isn't just for us, but it's meant so that we can then go and share what we've reclaimed, the intimacy that we've reclaimed within the church, within the mission field, within our 12 buddies, and within our brother, right? Um, everybody should have its opportunity to um, enjoy and, and uh, experience that. And so um, I'm already getting some awesome questions here on my phone. Um, does my girlfriend love me? I don't think so. Um, because I, I'm pretty, I'm 100% sure she doesn't know what love is. Right and first most. Um, I think a lot of people don't know what love is. Uh, they confuse it with emotion. They confuse it with sex. They confuse it with pleasure. They confuse it with all that stuff. Uh, but that's a, that's a topic for another day. Uh, I'm just going to get that out the way right <laughs> the way because I was like, that's the first question I got. Uh, but, but other than that, and, and anybody can answer, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to try and not speak as much, right? And, and, and let, you know, just because this is also coming from a perspective. Really quick, how many of y'all, I know some of y'all have, but like have gone to like seminary or like Bible college? Okay, so Jackie did for a little bit, but, but you haven't, right? Now, now, here's the thing that I always get. No, you don't need to go to seminary or Bible college to answer the most toughest questions in the world. Ultimately, the way that, that you know, all of us have handled it has been through trusting the Holy Spirit and Him giving us the words. And if we don't know the answers, ultimately saying, hey, we don't know the answer, but we can come back to you if you give us a moment. You get what I'm saying? So I just want everybody to make that very clear. None of these people are like professionally trained to have the, all the answers in the world. And right off the bat, we want to make sure that you know that too. But we're going to do it the very best that we can coming from a perspective of, hey, we've been there where we're stuck and we have no idea what to say. And that's okay. But here, uh, here is question number one. I, I think this is a great first question. What is a good way to share the gospel? <laughs> what is a good way to share the gospel? Specifically? That's the question. <laughs> of my favorite tools, maybe you guys have learned it. It's called the one minute story. Yes, maybe. Um, so it's, it's one of my favorites to use because it's really quick. It takes one minute. And um, basically you talk about, you know, your life before Christ. You know, you, you can name uh, two things you were. You can say, you know, I was, I was lost. I was anxious. Um, anything that, that you were before Christ. And then you can say, you know, I learned about the gospel. I learned that, you know, God sent down his son Jesus to the earth to live a perfect life and died on the cross for our sins. And uh, he rose again on the third day and became king of everything. And, you know, you can say after that, now I can have peace and joy and purpose in my life. And, um, and then you finish out with the question and you say, you know, has anything made you feel like that? Or um, have you ever wanted to make a decision to follow Jesus? Um, something like that to kind of keep the conversation going. That's my favorite. It's just really quick and it doesn't take too long. It's not, it's pretty simple. So yeah, that's my, that's my take. Want to add to that? was how do we share the What's gospel? What's a good way to share the gospel? Yeah. What's a good way to share the gospel? Um, we also have the three circles 
And um, that one takes a little bit longer. If you're a visual learner, um, that's something that is, is very helpful. Um, so the first circle, I believe, is describing the new creation, uh, how God created a perfect world. And it basically takes you around um, how we sinned. And then it now is, did I say that God made a broken world? Or perfect, perfect world. world perfect okay, world. God made a perfect world. Let's just <laughs> get that straightened out. So God made a perfect world, and it talks about how Adam and Eve um, sinned. And then now we live in a broken world. And then how, you know, it takes you through the gospel, but visually. And it's perfect. Um, you know, we use it a lot when I was also um, at BSM after free lunch. If we met someone new um, or were interested in hearing the gospel, we would just sit down and pull up a paper and be like, hey, let me show you something really cool. And then, um, yeah. And then you ask the same question. Have you ever heard of a story like this? Um, and, and you get different kinds of answers, but yeah. It's good. It's good. I love it. Yeah. Anybody, anything? So yeah. Awesome. Good answer. So I, I'm, what I'm going to do also just to clarify things, I'm going to try and get through as many questions as I can, because there's a lot coming in and there's really, really good ones that are really hard to answer, but I think it's important that we ask them. Um, one thing that's kind of been the same question more or less, is relating to the question about the people, like, like our friends being different than us, not following the same religion as us. Uh, that's kind of been like the general topic. But, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, because I think it is important, I'm going to try and, and get specific with each question. Um, let, let me, I'll ask this question. Hey, my friend is an atheist. How can I share the gospel to this person? in an impactful way without breaking friendship. So this person is their friend, right? Yes. So one thing that's really cool about, you know, sharing with your friend and not some random person that you meet, um, like kind of like what we're going to do with the mall, mm -hmm. um, is that you have the opportunity to not only share the gospel right, with your mouth, but you get to live out the gospel to them. Right, so um, if your friend is an atheist, he doesn't believe in God, uh, you share the gospel, he's like, no, that's dumb, you know, God didn't create the world, this, that, um, that's fine, you know? You're not gonna change their heart. That's one of the things that's always good to remember when you're sharing the gospel is that you don't change the other person's heart. You are Christ's ambassador, so you represent him, you share, and then whatever happens is whatever the you know, Holy Spirit does. Um, but what's really cool is that He's your friend, so every day you probably see him at school, right? Or I don't know if you all go to the same school or what, but um, you have the opportunity to love him like Jesus loves you. And you can pray for them, of course, that's really important, that hopefully one day they'll be like, hey man, like why do you act like this? Why do you love me mm. like this? Because no one else does, you know? And so I think living out the gospel to your friends is just as important as sharing it with your mouth. Mm. That's good. Add, to add, uh, to what Caleb said, definitely prayer is important. Um, pray not only on your own, you know, that's awesome, um, but maybe even ask if you can pray for them if they feel comfortable with that. You'd be surprised how many people are open to prayer. Just, um, I know we've gone to apartments and stuff and to pray for people, you know, and share the gospel and you'd be surprised almost everyone will say, yeah, yeah, you can pray for me. Um, so that's definitely also something you can do. 
Yeah, I, I, I want to add to that too. I've, I've had plenty of friends that are atheists and are still atheists today. Um, that doesn't change our friendship in any way. Uh, I, I, I like what, what, what Emma and Caleb are saying is that ultimately, again, we are not the person to persuade or convince anybody um, that, <laughs> right, to salvation. Like, that's not how salvation works, right? Salvation works with God coming to redeem a broken person and revealing himself to that person and, and praying that the seed that's been planted would come to fruition. Um, I would say, but I think something that's interesting about this is, is that it's an, like, how, how do we share with this person without breaking the friendship? And I firmly believe this, okay? There, there, there's two things that I want to I say. Number one, if you're truly friends, I don't believe that the differences between you should break that friendship. I have many friends that don't believe what I believe, but we're still friends and I love them. And I still try to share the gospel with them. Regardless of, of, of how that looks like, though, whether it's we've shared the gospel verbatim already, and then as Caleb mentioned, living it out with this person. I think the question that maybe is also being asked is like, how do I tell them they're wrong? <laughs> how do I say, hey, you're wrong, bro? Um, that, that, that in itself is, I think, already explained in the gospel. One thing that we need to understand too is, is we are no, like before Christ, we are no different than the person who is atheist. We're no different than them. Romans 3, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all, you know, broken the law. We're all guilty of sin. And we've come to be redeemed by Jesus, right? And that's through the gospel. Okay, so we're no different. So this person that doesn't believe necessarily in God does not necessarily mean that he's automatically out of the, or he or she, right, is not automatically disqualified from, from salvation. It just means that this person and again, I fully believe this, and I, and I, I hope I don't get in trouble, uh, is, is on a journey. There are people that have heard the gospel, I mean, their whole entire life, and have never come to know Jesus. That breaks my heart. But one thing that you need to understand is that it's, it's really not, you know, on you to save people. Again, we're going to keep saying that. It's not on you to save people. Uh, there was another question that says, how can I save my friend if I can't even save myself? You are not going to save yourself. You are not good enough to do that. Hear, hear what I just said. You are not good enough to save yourself. You're not good enough. You can't do it. You won't do it no matter how hard you try. I don't care how many times you try to save yourself so that you can save others. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The only person that can save you is Jesus. Like, that is the truth. That is what we're proclaiming, okay? So remember, you know, <laughs> what we're called to do is simply share the gospel. Can we be faithful in that? Uh, another question that ties along with this was um, specifically in terms of, of again, religion. Um, like, I want to invite someone to church, but I'm afraid of the awkwardness. Uh, what do I do? Like, and then another person said, um, how do we know that Christianity is the truth and it's not something like Islam or Buddhism, like, and they say they know the truth. So many people claim to know the truth. How can we say that Christianity is, in fact, the, the truth? How can we say that? I know it's a hard question. I have answers, but I'm going to... Well, I guess um, 
this isn't completely answering the question, but one thing that makes Christianity so different from all the other world religions is that we kind of have it flipped, right? Because with, with other religions, it's I have to do this, I have to pray at this time, I have to worship this God, I have to do this, and then I will, you know, make it to heaven or I'll be reincarnated into a better life, right? But with Christianity, it's different. So it's like, it doesn't matter what we do, how good we act, how many times we go to church, um, we're never going to be good enough. And that's why, you know, we have Jesus. Mm. Um, it's also the only religion where, you know, like the, the main prophet, I guess. Um, I mean, well, he's the son of God, not a prophet, right? Sorry. <laughs> but um, where he rose from the dead. Mm. Like no other religion claims that their guy rose from the dead. You know, for Muslims, that might be uh, Muhammad, right? Um, for Buddhists, it's Buddha. No one else has beaten death except for Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So the, the answer that Caleb gave is, is interesting because he's coming from the approach of, I would say, historical tradition, number one. Like, traditionally speaking, there's no other religion, right, that believes that, that we can't do anything, that somebody has to come down and save us. Everybody else has to work up. Now, another thing is that I, I firmly believe, specifically Christianity, I'm going to try not to get too nerdy with y'all. Um, there's a philosophical approach, and then there's like a historical approach. I, if you want to go the philosophy way, there, there are, in, my, in my belief, you can discredit every single like, other religion so easily um, through their own um, like, beliefs. For example... The end of, like, the goal of Buddhism is to kill all their desires. But that's a desire. <laughs> you desire to kill all your desires. Like, that, you, like, that doesn't work, right? That's, like, the goal of Buddhism, right? Um, and then anything that traces a line of that, right, or, or Hinduism, anything that traces that line is going to be the same thing, right? Um, and the goal is to ultimately get there uh, to heaven or whatever, or to... to um, what's the word just perfection there you go um but with jesus historically speaking because i'm going to take the historical approach because the philosophical one is great but historically speaking there are too many accounts number one too many historians that say jesus in fact existed there's no doubt there's no way that jesus did not exist and if that's true then then we have to ask the next question okay if jesus did exist then did he do what he said he did and then we go into the accounts of the Bible, okay? Then we go into the accounts of what does Scripture say? But then somebody can say, well, well what, how, why do we know the Scripture's true, okay? Why do you believe your science books? <laughs> In the end, we're all going to believe what we want to believe. Like, like, like straight up, we're all going to believe what we want to believe. Whether it's, but there are things that are very tangible. Again, this is a phone. No, it's a camera. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're going to choose to say this is either a phone or this is a camera. It can't be both or whatever, right? Like, but, but, but when we look at its entirety, there's something that it has a purpose for, right? And so for me, Jesus, right, historically speaking, existed, died, and resurrected based off of the eyewitness accounts. Okay, and then if you go through all the other, uh, uh, like if you keep going like check by check, and then you take the Old Testament and New Testament, you say check, 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 check. Literally every single thing that God said in the Old Testament before Jesus ever existed 
happened. Do you get me? So, so that's kind of the nerdy historical approach um, to, to that. But go ahead, add to that, yeah. Um, so this was a question that we had asked in our class for theology class. And one of the biggest, like going back to the history side, if you look at the disciples who were the ones that were very, like his homies, remember we talked about the, you know, his the 12 disciples and then the close ones, right? Um, when God commissioned them to, to share the gospel and he ascended back to heaven, it, Jesus said that all authority from heaven on earth is in you, right? And so the Holy Spirit is in them. And so they're obedient to share the gospel. And if you look in history, they go through so much torment to the point of death. And it's just crazy that, that even after they died, the gospel continued um, expanding exponentially throughout the world. And not only that, but Christianity is the oldest um, you know, religion that traces back. And if you look, you know, like you said, back in the Old Testament, everything is, um, what do you call it? Yeah, it's, it's shown in the New Testament. But anyway, um, if you really look at, you know, um, how much the disciples really went through, like burning of churches and just torment and physically and mentally and emotionally. And just there's so many reasons to stop sharing, right? Because they're scared, but they really experience Jesus one in one and knows that this is the truth and this is what will set the world free. Like this is what's going to give hope to the world. They're willing to do that. Um, I think that gives a huge validation of... Um, that Christianity is indeed true. Okay, we're gonna go to a harder question. If God is so good, why would he send people to hell or why does he allow evil things to happen? Mm. <laughs> oh, you had asked two questions before oh. about the awkwardness of bringing someone oh, to church. Oh, okay, go for it, answer that can question. Can I talk first. about that? Yeah, you can talk okay, about that. Okay, so actually, um, I kind of had a situation like this like last week, but uh, I had a friend um, who I'd gone to school with for several years, and I've shared the gospel with him before, and he was a really good friend, and, and I had always been praying for him, you know, I hope he comes to know Christ, and uh, for some reason, I had never thought to invite him to church, and I did, and it was awkward, <laughs> it was awkward, um, so if you're afraid of inviting someone and it being awkward, that just comes with the territory, I think. Um, the only way to do it, to get over it, is to do it. Um, but actually, I invited that friend, and um, this was this happened last week, and he made a decision to follow Christ that night, and the next day he got baptized. Wow. So, so I had prayed for that for several years, and that was better than I could have imagined, better than I could have worked out. Um, so yeah, definitely. Man, praise God. Like that is like literally the prime example of all the questions that we've just asked. Like Emma was just faithful and obedient uh, to God and was just praying for this person for years, you said. And in one night decides, hey, come to church with me. Here's the gospel again. I think, wait, I think. Oh, and Caleb baptized him. Caleb yeah. baptized him. Yeah. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's good. Okay, so, sorry, I'm getting questions as I'm like reading. Oh man, we're running out of time. There's some really good questions. Let's kind of speed around this as best as we can. 
I, don't, I would hate to do that. I really am. I wish we could have more time. Um, but real quick, if God is so good, why would he send people to hell? Or why does he allow evil things to happen? Does anybody have an answer really quick? So, uh, Eli, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think he sends people to hell, right? Because, am I wrong? I, I have, I mean, no. I would, I would say no, you're not wrong. Okay, because I mean... Yeah, well, um, I guess we kind of have to talk about like free will. Is that too much? Okay, let's too much. Uh, I'm, let's let's speed round this as best we can. Um, you want to tag team this? You go first. Okay, okay. So really, really quickly, I firmly believe that Scripture teaches that God doesn't send people to hell. People send themselves to hell. Okay, um, but I also believe, real quick, this whole notion of God hates the sin and hates the sinner, like, get that out of your head. He doesn't send sin to hell. He sends sinners to hell. Okay, or sinners send themselves to hell. There you go. Sorry. Um, but yes, he hates sin and loves the sinner. Yes. Uh, but he, but nobody can come to know him unless he repents of that sin. Okay, that person will continue to send themselves to hell if they continue to not believe in Jesus. Does that make sense? Is that a little, is that a little confusing or is that clear? Okay, so that's, that's my answer for that, if you want to answer the next, the next one. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, um, like God is perfect, right? He right. can't be around sin. And so when we go our own way and we choose to live apart from how God intended for us to live, we have sin, and therefore we can't be with God in heaven. Mm. Um, and so like you said, like we send ourselves to hell. Um, but God loved us enough to send Jesus, right? Um, and we didn't even deserve that. Right. We all deserve to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, God gave us that doorway like, hey, if, here's your chance to come back to me. Here's your chance to come back and have right. a relationship with me. Right. I mean, I don't know if that fully answered the question. but Yeah, I, I mean, again, these answers. So I, I, again, hear what I'm saying. This is not a time for you to say, well, he answered it for me. I'm leaving. No, like fight. Like these questions are all questions that we continue to fight through. Like you need to hear me when I say this. Okay, we will continue to fight through these questions um, forever and never, never, never. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll close with something at the end. But it, uh, in terms of the what do bad things happen uh, to people? Does anybody want to jump on that or why do bad things happen to good people? Why, why does God allow for bad things to happen? Oh. Well, in the Bible, it says, this is so cliche, but we're all going to endure, you know, or not, maybe not endure, but we're all going to have trials in this life. God did not, you know, promise a perfect life, even for a believer, even a person that, you know, have attended church and did, you know, all those things that you think a perfect, you know, believer um, does, you know. God says that we're going, as long as we're living in a broken world, we're going to experience broken things, right? Um, But praise God that we have Jesus to help us now endure that. Um, And so um, I think the question should be, um, well, it's not really a question, but the answer is we are going to, everyone's going to endure that. And um, and the question is, who are we going to allow to help us fill in that void to help us endure through that, um, I guess, bad situation or bad thing that's happening? Um, yeah.
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I think really quick, I've also heard it explained very simply that uh, rain falls on everyone. So, you know, if, you're rain, if it's raining, you go outside, it's going to fall on you. You know, and storms come and they go and they pass, um, but no one's immune to it, to put it simply. I love it. Okay, so really quick, I'm going to tie these two questions together. It says, um, what, okay, so really quick, what if people do want to believe because they have been hurt by the church? And I'm going to tie it with this question that says, does the Bible say I should hate the LGBTQ community because a lot of times when it's brought up or said in front of someone that's Christian, they give you this whole talk that it's wrong and you should not support it. So I would say that that ties in with somebody being hurt from the church. If they do not want to believe because someone was hurt from the church. Anybody so, wanna... um, when we're sharing the gospel, we're not um, trying to get them to get to know and get to love the church. We're getting, trying to get them to get to know and get to love Jesus, right? Because, I mean, like church is great, right? We're supposed to gather together, worship God together. And we talked about that in the last series but ultimately, when you share the gospel, you're not sharing church. You're not sharing, uh, you know, your denomination. You're sharing Jesus, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, explaining that to that person, like, hey, like, people are imperfect. Mm -hmm. People are going to be wrong. But this is Jesus, and he's perfect. And yes. so, you know. Right. Yeah. Really yeah, I love it. Uh, I would say really, really quickly, if I can really, really quickly. Tanya's question, no, the Bible does not say to hate LGBTQ people. Like, what the heck is wrong with you? No, it does not say that. It says to hate sin, right? Um, but hello, why would I look uh, at an LGBTQ person and say, hey, I'm better than you because I sin different than you? Um, that makes no sense to me. Um, like, why, why, would I, why, why, why on earth would I do that? Now, another thing that I want to do really, really quickly is that this question is so... I would say sensitive, but it's okay to ask it. Um, we live in a world, and this is a little bit off topic, but I, I cannot stand it. I'm going to be super transparent. Hope I don't, pray I don't get in trouble or fired. I really hate, and, and, and Grant Skelton again said this, and I, can't, I love what he said. I hate so much that the world is trying to put our sexual identity at the top of the food chain. I cannot stand that. Grant Skelton said that that is too low for you. That's too low. If you base your entire identity on your sexual preference, that is too low. That's too low of a standard because God's standard is so much greater for you. It's so much greater for you. And if you are in here and, and, and you have been hurt by the church, first and foremost, I'm sorry. Um, I, I do apologize. I'm going to apologize. Um, because, and again, at the same time, some people don't even know that they're hurting someone. Um, it's, it, and it's crazy. I see it all the time. I went up north. I'm brown, y'all. <laughs> like, I got some stairs. There, there's snow up there. <laughs> yeah. <there's, laughs> uh, that's good. If, if you, not a lot of you get it, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, there is snow up there. But, but what I'm saying is like, I'm brown, y'all. Like, people are looking at me. And, and that doesn't mean that they're like, you know, immediately assuming things about me or whatever. But, but 
I'm like, why are you looking at me, right? And I realized, oh, I'm brown. <laughs> like, everybody in here is like, not my color. And, and, and the thing is that they probably don't even know that I know. You get what I'm saying? Like, like they don't even know that I caught them just staring at me or like checking or like whatever. Um, and I do think that, that that happens a lot within the church too. Um, where we don't even know that we're hurting someone based on what we're saying because we assume that, that this person agrees with everything that we agree with. If you for one second believe that even within the church, everybody agrees on the same thing, you're wrong. Okay, you're wrong. Not everybody agrees on the same thing. So, so, so again, sexual identity is too low of a standard to make it your whole identity. It's way too low. God calls you to so much higher than that. Like you're worth way more than that. Way more. Okay. Um, he didn't come to die on a cross for your sexual identity. He come to die on the cross for you. Okay. For your salvation. Okay. Uh, for sin. Okay. So let's keep it at that. Um, and then what time is it? I think I'm running out of time. Yeah, it's already 8.02. So, so good, like, good questions. I, I, I'm, I hope we answered some questions as best we can. I mean, that's what we could do. I know there's a lot more questions. But here's what I want to say at the very end of it. All these questions, great, awesome. We're going to ask them. It doesn't compare to the power that is found in Jesus Christ. I truly believe that we can argue all day about these questions or whatever. And I'm not saying it's not important. What I am saying is the gospel is more important. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Yes, these questions are hard. And I want to be sensitive and I want to, to know that we love you. We really do. And we love you enough to share the truth with you, even if it hurts. Because the truth sucks sometimes. Okay? The truth does hurt sometimes. Whether we like it or not, it's going to suck. But, but know that we love you. Okay? And we're here to listen to you. And if you don't feel like you've been listened or heard, tell us because we want to do that. We want to hear you out and do the best job that we can ultimately to keep pointing you to Jesus. That's all we can do. Okay? Everybody has their own struggle. Everybody has their own, their own battles. Um, and, and I know there were a lot of other questions here that we couldn't really uh, uh, tackle on. But, but was this something that, that you enjoyed? Was this something that, that you would like more often? This was kind of like a first time for us that we kind of tried to do this. Um, because we're also trying to be transparent. Just say, hey, we don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know the answer to that. Right? That's a good question. Um, sure, go ahead. Do a what? Oh, got you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Sorry. Sorry, if you don't have a phone and you can't text, I'm so sorry. I didn't think of that. But I'll, I'll make sure to think of that. Or maybe we'll have some form of of we get a paper and pen or something that you can submit. Um, or maybe somebody's nice enough to say, hey, you can use my phone. Uh, <laughs> and then you just delete it real quick so they don't see what you asked. Um, that's cool, right? But anyway, hey, uh, I know it's 8.05 already. I'm super, super sorry that we kept you past time. But I, thought, I hope this was beneficial. Hey, can we thank them for, for um, just tackling on some of these questions? What we're going to do is we're going to go into C group time, okay? And all you're going to do is see your time is just pray for each other and then get out of here because it is 8.05 and I always feel terrible when parents are like, onta mijo, onta mija. I'm like, oh, they're in here playing. I'm sorry. I should have kicked them out. So, so let me pray for us and then we'll be dismissed into C groups. If you're in Thomas's group, you're with me. He's not here tonight. Um, if you don't know where you're going, just go ahead and come up and we'll let you know where it is. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to just to tackle some hard questions. Ultimately, Jesus, I pray that this Saturday, that if, if we have these questions that somebody comes and asks us, that we'd be able to answer them um, as best we can like we did today. But also understanding that ultimately these questions are really, is, are, are, really are just rooted in, hey, 
how do I get help? <laughs> or or, or how can, can you help me understand what this love is that you're talking about? I truly believe that all these Christians are, are really rooted in, man, does Jesus really love me? And how does that look like? Because I've heard otherwise. And Father, forgive us for not reflecting Jesus the way that you've wanted us to. But ultimately, we trust you, Jesus, and that this Saturday as we go and share the gospel, that, that you'd be present. And regardless of the outcome, Father, we just want to glorify your name. It's your name we pray. Amen.